Welcome to Unabridged, the weekly podcast where teachers take on books. We're your hosts. I'm Sarah, and I'm here today with Jen and Ashley. This is Ashley. We'll chat about our Unabridged Book Club's pick of the month, recommend related books, and share our nerdy English teacher love of reading with our Unabridged highlights and with short episodes featuring targeted topics. To follow along with our schedule, visit our website, unabridgedpod.com, where the books we read are linked for purchase. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hey, it's Ashley. Today we are going to be talking with you all about our favorite audiobooks, or at least a few of them. And before we get started, I just want to take a moment to say if you could rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, that is the best thing that you can do to help us grow our audience and connect with more bookish readers and listeners out there. And so if you could take a minute to do that, that would help us so much. We also always love to hear what you think about things. Um, So if you could hop over to Instagram at Unabridged Pod and let us know in this instance who your favorite audiobooks, we'd love to hear about those. So yeah, we're going to jump right in. And I will say that we all three use Scribd for audio and really like that. And so that's helped me listen to a lot more audiobooks. So a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have had much to say about this, but these days I am cranking through them. So I have a few more to choose from. But anyway, um, who wants to start? I can go. So this is Jen. I will say I found that I do better with nonfiction on audio. And one of the stronger nonfiction books I've read recently is is YA nonfiction. It's Steve Scheinken's Undefeated Jim Thorpe and the Carlisle Indian Football Team. For people who know me, I am not athletic at all, but for whatever reason, I really enjoy books about sports. And this one was great. I thought the narrator, Mark Bramhill, did a great job reading the book, and it was really fascinating. Basically, it uses Jim Thorpe, who was a famous football player early in the in the history of that sport, I guess, one of the best players, and he came to it through a residential school. So he was placed there somewhat against his will. And the school had started a football team sort of just as a way to keep kids occupied. And it was the students who were on the team who pushed the person who ran the school to have them compete against other schools. And the fact that they... They, they were really bad at first because that was not part of their culture and they didn't really know the rules and they didn't know the strategy behind it. They just thought it was a way to build community. And then Pop Warner, who the Pop Warner Football League is named after him, he came to the school and became the coach. And Jim Thorpe, who was a track star, sort of pushed his way onto the team through being very, very determined. So it was just this great story. I think young adults would enjoy it both because it has that sport at the center. It's a great way to learn about the history of our country. The fact that there's some name recognition with Pop Warner and that he is a more complex figure than I initially thought anyway from his introduction in the book. There's a lot going on that is both interesting historically and it's nonfiction, but I would still say plot-wise. The plot has a lot of action, and I think the descriptions of the different games and when you see these underdogs up against schools like Yale and Harvard, it it was really cool. So I, the unathletic Jen, (laughs) would highly recommend Steve Schenken's Undefeated. I thought it was a great, great read. 
listen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good. Could it, would, is it only, do you think it is, would be appropriate for middle grade or only young YA? Maybe. I do think, I think it's directed at an older audience, but I think if you had a kid who was interested in football, yeah, I think so. And again, I think it, it's an easy entry point into those historical details and I think would be great for discussion. So yeah, if you're thinking of your kiddo, <laughs> I think you might like it. Like I think my son would enjoy it. That's yeah, I was that's what I was thinking about mm-hmm. in my mind. <laughs> my well, one of my picks is oh, this is really hard. <laughs> uh one of my picks is Frederick Bachman's Bear Town. So if you remember from way back when we did our first episode on audiobooks, I chose Frederick Bachman's A Man Called Uva for my audiobook, which is fantastic. And I thought Beartown, while different than the Uva narration, was fantastic. The narrator is uh, Marin Ireland, and she just does a really good job of bringing you know feeling and this is a really heavy book and it's a lot of words and Bachman's writing in Beartown and all of his books is just so beautiful and she just does such a good job with it and I just thought it was excellent if you don't know Beartown is about a small town in Sweden where this tiny community is sent the industry has kind of shut down there's not a ton of industry and the whole town is centered around this hockey team and they kind of live and die by hockey and it is a very very compelling book I thought it was fantastic if you haven't heard of it you you probably you have heard of it because it was everywhere and it just is a really great story, and I think that the narration really brings it to life, and I really enjoyed it. So that is Bear Town by Frederick Bachman, and I just want to say I love Frederick Bachman's work, so mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I, like I said at the beginning, I didn't do a lot with audiobooks for a long time, and unless I was on a really long car trip and I was getting CDs from the library. But other than that, I really hadn't done much. And so when I was first starting script and trying to find audiobooks that I liked, I asked for recommendations. And so one of the books that was recommended several times to me is called Lincoln and the Bardo by George Saunders. And a big reason that it was recommended as an audiobook is because it has a whole cast of characters, and it is the the character, the voices are done by a lot of notable people. And so I think that's a part of why it got so much acclaim specifically as an audiobook. And I am really glad I started with that because, like Jen said, typically I in the past had only done nonfiction, which is not my first preference for genre, but was a way that I could start and stop more. But this one really, this is historical fiction and but it eased me into doing more of the plot driven narrative fiction which I'm you know often I'm trying to read more of that kind of book so it's helped me to learn to listen to more audiobooks that are fiction and so this one is uh, it centers on Abraham Lincoln's son Willie who is sick and I, first of all, I didn't know anything about that, and I didn't realize that during, maybe that is totally ignorant, so all of you might be thinking, how did she not know this? But I did not. Um, So during the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln 
his son died, became sick, and in a relatively short period of time, at the age of 11, he died. And so that is the premise. But I think what is so fascinating about it is Saunders' ability to imagine this whole world in like he he imagines all of these ghosts and their own experiences and their position kind of in limbo and then positions Willie this young sweet boy among them and also looks at Lincoln the father and his grief and the whole situation kind of leading up to the moment of Willie's death and in the aftermath and how horrible it is for him and I just think his ability to imagine that and position it amid commentary that is historical and including the quotes and all of the things that represent what really happened at the time but then painting this picture of a father who has lost his son that he loved and just seeing Abraham Lincoln who I think you know we know lots of things about in our country but don't always think of in that framework. Mm-hmm. I think I, that was what I loved about it is somebody who did these amazing things for the country that I've always thought of only in this kind of social or political realm and then imagining his personal life and what that is like. Mm-hmm. I think that was what I really loved. And I did, it's the first time I listened to an audiobook that had a lot of different voices. And I really enjoyed that experience as well because it was a lot like Reader's Theater. I mean, it really felt like it came to life. All the different characters were individually crafted and represented in the audio itself. And so I love that whole experience. The only thing I do think some people, I've heard some criticism of it. Um, it has a lot of historical references and those citations can be slightly distracting. And in the audio, it's a little bit confusing or just Uh, It takes away a little bit because they're quoted. And then after the quote, a lot of them are cited earlier. So it's like Ibid because it has previously been cited in the text. But then they're reading. Yeah, that part is can be a little off putting, Mm -hmm. I think, for listeners. Um, Maybe Jen can speak to that. (laughs) I ended up reading the ebook because I did not enjoy that. And I just I couldn't situate myself in the narrative as easily because of all the citations. Yes. Yes. So I think that's something to note when you're looking for audiobooks that that might be unappealing to you. But I think if that is the case, you'll know pretty quickly and you can bail. For me, that part was a little bit distracting, especially because I had not seen the physical text. So I did not realize that they were citations. And it took me a while to understand that those were the historical documents that were being incorporated and that then the they were being cited more than once. I mean, all that took a little unpacking, whereas if I'd seen it on the page, I would have been much more under, you know, understood a lot better what was happening. But overall, I just loved the voices of there's there are some sort of main character ghosts who have their own experiences and they are the narrators and telling the story and then working things out with young Willie who has recently found himself there in this kind of purgatory. And I just, yeah, I thought it was really tender. And I also loved, I don't do a lot of historical fiction. And I think it just really made me appreciate how much that can deepen your thoughts about something that you think you know something about, like a person like Abraham Lincoln, who maybe I have some preconceived notions about and then help it helped me to think of him in a new way. And I really appreciated that as well. All right, so for my next choice, I'm actually offering two by the same author, Lydia Kang's A Beautiful Poison and The Impossible Girl, both of which are read by Saskia Marleveld. 
And clearly I'm quite confident in that pronunciation. Okay. <laughs> so both of these, I'll jump on the historical fiction bandwagon. So these are fiction. So even though I said earlier I usually read nonfiction, I thought these worked really well. They're fiction and they worked really well as audiobooks. So A Beautiful Poison takes place in New York and is dealing with kind of a, a family of characters who have different so some of them are really wealthy and some of them are quite poor they are dealing with the spanish influenza i'm trying to figure out how much i can say here without giving things away what i will say about both of them is they are historical fiction and each of them has an element of science incorporated so in this one there i'm really treading carefully there is a poison at its center that is related Obviously, that's the title, but that is related to the fate of some of these characters. And it has to do with scientific discoveries that made a big difference in history. In The Impossible Girl, Kang is focusing on resurrectionists. And at its center is the protagonist who has two hearts and is therefore... Her dead body would be very valuable to resurrectionists. So she is both joining in that effort to find, to uh, to dig up bodies that can be used for scientific discovery. And she's trying to keep her secret safe from people who would like to kill her and therefore have her dead body to use for science and also just as a marvel. So both of them bring in all of these historical details, but there are mysteries at the center that I think make them very compelling and very plot focused. And I think that the narrator does a great job bringing the different characters and the different voices to life in each book. So that's Lydia Kang's A Beautiful Poison and The Impossible Girl. My next book is a book. So I was, I was, this is, I read this one way be, or listened to this one way before I even knew about Scribd. So I was at the library and I needed a book to listen to on a long trip and they didn't really have anything. So I picked up the, a dog's purpose by W. Bruce Cameron. And I have to say, I am not a huge animal person and I'm also not a huge lover of films or books with with animals as the main characters but I was I had heard all this stuff about this book and I decided to give it a go and I listened to it and I I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much if I would have read it but mm -hmm. I love this audiobook the the premise of the book is that we're <laughs> we're learning about this dog and all his lives that he's lived so he Maybe a different, like look different, be a different dog, but his soul and his sweetness remained the same throughout all of these lives he lives. And so we learn about each of his lives. And it, I mean, I tell you, I just thought it was fantastic. I loved the family elements. I loved all the different things that the dog did. Sometimes he was just like a family pet. Sometimes he was a search and rescue dog. It just, I mean, there were all these different things, but then because of the way the narrator portrayed the voice of the dog, you still felt like it was the same dog throughout all of these mm -hmm. lives. And it was just beautiful and I loved it. And I was really surprised because it was just kind of a concession that I just <laughs> picked <laughs> at the library because I didn't have any other choices. 
And I just really enjoyed it. And I did not think that I would, but I did. And I thought it was really well done by the narrator. The narrator is William Duffris, I believe is how you say his last name. And he did a great job. And it was just so good. So... It's just a sweet, it's just a a sweet, tender story. I I mean, you know, in that, what the description I gave you is what it's about. It's not complicated, but Mm -hmm. it's just beautiful. So have you seen the movie? I have not. I haven't either. That's what I was going to ask. So there, there is a movie. There is a movie. Mm -hmm. And there's, I will say that when I've seen the trailers for it, I feel teary at the start and I'm usually not down for that. So I thought it is a whole series though. It is a whole series. Like you can get the box set on Amazon, but, uh, but I mean, I do think I teared up a couple of times. But I, but I did like it. <laughs> Which means we would be on the floor. I know, right? <laughs> Animals and... Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time with that. I'm not sure why. Because you think, of all things, that is a relatively predictable phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Dogs' lives are much shorter than people's. Right. So, it happens. Still sad. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah and I have very different feelings about this. <laughs> I know. I do think it's sad. I know. <laughs> I d- Sarah that made it sound like... <laughs> I do think it's sad when a pet dies. And yeah. I've had pets that I've loved. I just am not a person who yeah. is like, come to me, friend, you know, animal friends. That's not me. But <laughs> but I do do not hate animals. Uh-huh. I just don't like it when they lick me and all that. Don't you want to see the headline for this episode? <laughs> what will our title be? <laughs> Michelle Obama's Becoming, and I, she narrates it, so Sarah has said before about how amazing it is to listen to the author narrate the book, and so that's really phenomenal, and what I love, what I, I mean, there was just a lot that I really loved about it, but I think some, I mean, the title itself is something that I just really appreciate. I think that she is just so humble and honest throughout the book about her life experiences and what brought her to being in the White House and the transition out of the White House and what all of that was like for her. But also this idea that people are always evolving and always changing and always becoming more than what they were and that we're never at this point where we've kind of reached the top or whatever. And I think that that message really resonated with me. And I also thought it was really interesting that I didn't realize how much she disliked politics. And so I think I really appreciated her journey to become, to realizing that she, that Brock was going to pursue these, this career in politics and that she could not have anticipated that. And then he couldn't have anticipated the way that that evolved Mm -hmm. from him running for the Senate to suddenly him running for president and that in a lot of ways that wasn't their life plan. And so I think I really appreciated that too. I love hearing about the ins and outs of real relationships and 
the way that those evolve over time. And I think that in books, we often, I mean, I read a lot of YA, so I think that, but I think this is true and in adult books as well, that we don't often see, we don't often write about enduring relationships. Mm -hmm. That often what we focus on when we're reading stories, it has to do with coming together and that process. And then a lot of times in adult books, the relationship is not at the center. And I think I really appreciated that this is very much a book about her life. It is her memoir and it speaks to her experiences as a mom. It speaks to her her own life ambitions, the things that she, her career path, the things that she wanted to do, what she is doing and how that is and is not what she envisioned. But it also speaks to their relationship as a couple and the ways that those choices that you make within your own life, of course, impact your family and what that can mean. And so I really, I just loved that. And I think that it made me appreciate how much she is a working mom mm-hmm. who understands the struggle of getting dinner on the table or of figuring out how to get kids from point A to point B, and meanwhile, juggling all these other things that are specific to her experience as being the first lady. But how all of that is a lot like the the struggles that we all face mm-hmm. as adults in the world. And so I think that was what I really appreciated about it. And I just, I just love her perspective. I think that she, I admire her so much, and I really enjoyed learning about her what made her who she is so again that is um michelle obama's becoming and i recommend the audiobook i I will probably reread it and would like to read the book as well but i think that it's such a joy to hear her reading it in her own voice okay does anybody want to say anything else nope would we like to talk a little bit more about animals and audiobooks (laughs) no thank you (laughs) i'm good (laughs) <laughs> uh, well uh, in that case that wraps, that wraps us up <laughs> and be sure to rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and also we would love to hear about your audiobook recommendations we're always looking for new ones and would love to hear what you think about that on instagram thanks so much for listening Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We would love to hear them. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, on Instagram and Twitter at UnabridgedPod, or on the web at UnabridgedPod.com, or on our Patreon page. We'd like to thank Jared Featherstone, who composed our theme music, Strings of Light. Many thanks to Katie Amy of Amy Photography, our podcast photographer, and Tim Rieger, our videographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged.